Meditation doesn't have to be sitting still and having an empty mind. The journey is such a beautiful thing because we are all on a journey. You want to make sure you have some kind of distribution plan, or at least have an idea of it, because you can make this really amazing film and it only gets seen by your family and friends. Old Hollywood is still intact. Every horse runs hard, but when they win, and they know it. They've got this little sass about them. It was pretty rough. I had to go into the water and with my med pack, swim to the beach, treat these guys, put them on my back, swim out to the helo. And I'm like, oh my God, I've never seen those before. And I said, what are those? And before I could even finish the sentence, she said, oh my God, you didn't touch them, did you? Even if monarchs go away and we never see one again, because there never will be monarchs again if they die out, it is just a little indicator of larger threats my dad said, so what were you guys doing in the desert? And I said, we were taking nude photos. Hey everybody, welcome back. I hope you had a great week since the last time that we got together. I am super excited to bring to you my conversation with my dear friend, Gianna Carter, who is the talented lead singer of Sugar Lips a group that plays a variety of music across genres and eras. She is also the lead singer of the acoustic duo The Lovelies, which features her and guitarist Robert Lewis. And if that's not enough, in addition to that, she's a talented karaoke host, open mic night host, and DJ. In this conversation, we're going to talk everything music, karaoke especially and it's just so much fun to always get together with Gianna she's got such great energy and just this huge heart she's such a warm embracing person very encouraging and I'm just so happy to be able to share this conversation with you today so please if you love music grab a cuppa and join Gianna Carter and me in this episode of in the company of friends Enjoy. I've got Gianna Carter, who is the inimitable, amazing Gianna Carter that runs Sugar Lips, and it's a karaoke. And are you still doing the band too? Oh yeah, I, I run karaoke, the full band. I have a really strong duo as well now, and I also DJ and host open mics, <laughs> doing it all. The whole enchilada. <laughs> yep, like a lot of fun stuff. Absolutely. We actually met because I was part of a script writing group that your mom ran. Yeah. Annie. (laughs) Annie was really amazing. She was this dynamic lady with this throaty laugh, super wicked sense of humor, really warm, kind, embracing, just a beautiful woman. Yeah. And then I got to meet you. I know. I got to meet you, too. That was one of the best things of that writing group. (laughs) I you guys. (laughs) For me. (laughs) I know. It was a lot of fun getting together weekly at your place and trying to write, and it would always just break down into us laughing and not getting a whole lot done. (laughs) Yeah, the dogs coming in, me and Russ coming in and interrupting everything. That was always great. We laughed a lot. It was a lot of fun. Those are some really good memories. Absolutely. Well, you guys were, you guys were very, I felt like you were very creative and I really liked how you all worked together because I, I had always known my mom 
had a special gift for storytelling. <laughs> not just not just her regular stories, but the ones she would tell me, my brother, when we were kids, <laughs> to oh get us God. to do things. She was always making something up. She finds creative ways to to manipulate us into doing what we need to do. <laughs> creative ways to encourage you to do the right thing. Yes, or at least what she felt was the right thing. <laughs> Not always the best, but she was a good mom. She was a very good mom, very thoughtful, supportive. She definitely would have approved of how I um, started this business, you know, and, and made it my own now. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. She just supported you so much and your singing at the time and all of the karaoke stuff that you were doing back then. And she just thought that you were an amazing singer. I remember she was trying to encourage me to sing and I cannot sing to save my life. <laughs> That's what a lot of people say. <laughs> no, it's true. It's like, uh, which song has a lot of rap lyrics in it, so I don't actually have to sing, and I'll do that one. <laughs> you know what? Sometimes that's even harder to do some of the rap. I just recently added TLC's song, Waterfalls, and um, it's got a great rap right in the middle from Lisa Lefty Lopez. She was one of the three members of that girl R&B rap band, and uh, I was like, yeah, I can do it. Everybody knows that part, and I severely underestimated just how talented she was <laughs> and how great that rap goes. I, it took me forever to finally get it down. <laughs> <laughs> I've noticed whenever I'm trying to follow along with a rap song, like I can rap along with Eminem. Yeah. And I can rap along with Chester Bennington from Linkin Park. Oh, yeah. But then some of the Macklemore songs, I can't rap according to I, I don't know if it's a cadence I don't know what it is but some of these bands especially if there's a couple of people that are rapping I notice that one person I rap better along with them and then you know the next person comes on and I'm I, like my tongue completely twists exactly I, I feel like that's the art form of it everybody's got their opinion about everything and um you know, rap isn't my first choice of music to listen to. It's not, you know, what I'm quote unquote into, but I do appreciate it for what it is. And it it's like Shakespeare. I mean, honestly, you know, there's a certain pentameter that they follow. And I feel like sometimes they make up words just to fit them in there. And then they become words that we use, colloquialisms that end up in our society. And we're like, how did that word come about? You know, and you're like, it came about because some rapper made it mean something. They can take a beat and a rhythm and, and put everything together and they write these words that are part of the music rather than the melody, the whole shebang, every, every part of the music instead of just one part. It makes it very difficult <laughs> to, to follow along. I watch people every night that I host karaoke. I see them all get up to some song that they know and they're like, oh no, I know this song, yeah. And then you see them staring at the screen going, oh my gosh, I didn't know these words were going to come at me so fast. <laughs> you know, so. They're coming at you so fast. Yeah. That's so true. A few years ago, one of my girlfriends insisted that I needed to do a karaoke night at this place that her son was the manager at. 
And I'm like, I can't sing. And finally she talked me into it. And I was like, oh God, I told her that I would. Now I'm going to be in front of all these people <laughs> and I'm going to sound terrible. And what I did was I picked four songs that I thought I could sing okay. And then I practiced for like three months. And I get there and I'm like, do you have this song? And the guy's like, no, nah, I never heard of it. And I'm like, oh, oh no. <laughs> okay, what about this song? <laughs> And he's like, I don't have that one either. And he didn't have the third one. Finally, I'm like, he's got to have She Talks to Angels by the Black Crows. And he did have that one. So I sang it. That was definitely my fourth choice. But people did clap for me. So I don't know if it was like, thank God she's done. (laughs) Clap her off the stage. Or it actually sounded okay. But I did practice that one for a long time. And I think I kind of sounded okay. I bet you probably sounded great. People sound a lot better than they believe they are. When I host, one of the things that I always tell people is that it's a non-judgmental karaoke. Because I hate when I see people who really appear like they really want to get up and do it. They're looking at everybody else doing it, but they're so afraid. You know what I'm like? It's just karaoke. Just get up and have a good time. Because, I mean, that's honestly why karaoke was even invented. It was so that everybody could sing along with any song that they loved. You don't have to be the best. You don't have to, it's, you know, it's not America's Got Talent or The Voice, you know, or anything like that. It's, it's karaoke. It's meant for you to just get up there and just spurt out all of your joy. Or if you've got anger and you want to do some song that really uh, lets you vent, whatever it is, that's what it's for. I mean, that's why musicians do it too. People who do this as a profession, you know, in their band or people who are nationwide or worldwide acts. That's why we get into it. We're creative and we want to have an outlet. And it's just another version of the outlet, but it's meant for everybody. And it feels good to sing. I'll sing at the top of my lungs in the car by myself. I will come across a video where somebody's talking about how they practice. And so, you know, I try to to make my voice make different sounds instead of trying to do it in my throat. And I think that makes my voice sound better. And I'll put stuff in my ears if I really plug my ears so that I can also hear my voice a little bit better if I really want to try to hit the notes, but it's really a lot of fun and it's a stress reliever, right? Oh, absolutely. just makes you feel good. It helps you connect with people. Exactly. When it's actually also exercise, it's definitely not aerobics or getting on your Peloton or whatever, but you are exerting energy. Like you said, using your diaphragm, pushing your lungs limits, getting more air in, things like that to hold your notes and all that kind of stuff. I know a lot of people get up and sing a couple songs and they start sweating. They move around, they dance a little bit, stuff like that. So it releases endorphins. And then if you're singing a song you love or that makes you remember a great time when you were a kid, like singing Girls Just Want to Have Fun or, you know, something like that. It's, It's emotional. And all of that stuff goes together to make you feel great. Exactly. I remember there must have been somebody who asked me to sing and you and your mom were trying to encourage me to sing karaoke and in (laughs) encouraging me, you told me the story about how you started singing karaoke. I was one of those people that had, for whatever reason, a million friends that all loved to go sing and do karaoke and I was the only one who didn't want to go. (laughs) (laughs) And I had just moved back here to California and I didn't even have my own friends. I was hanging out with my cousin a lot, which I mean, of course, she's my friend, but you know, I kind of vicariously got all of her friends and um, they all wanted to go to karaoke all the time. And I just didn't want to be that person that was a downer because you always see that that one person's like, no, I'm not going to get up. I don't want to do this. This is stupid. And you're like, oh, come on, dude. You know, 
Don't right. do that to everybody, you know? So I would go and we'd all have a good time, but I never got up and sang. I would just sit with everybody and we'd have a good time. And one night they threw my name in the bucket and I heard them call my name up and I was like, <laughs> no, please don't do this to me. You know, in my head, I was like, just say no, just don't do it. And then I was like, don't be that person. Oh, I'm like, I can't be the jerk in the group. You know, I was like, all right. So I went up and I was shaking. I mean, I I don't even know how I even walked up there because I mean, I felt like I was going to fall apart. And I remember there was a brick wall that stage and I just leaned into it and was like, please, God, (laughs) let me melt into this wall. (laughs) <laughs> and they put me in this thing, uh, Bonnie Raid. Let's give him something to talk about. I'm like, this isn't even an easy song, you know? Oh like, my God. No, it's not. <laughs> it was crazy. I got through it. I did it. So I was going to ask you, what tips do you have for people who want to sing and like me, you know, I mean, I'm just a big ham. I'll go out there and do it if I have to. Yeah. So there is that. But I know that there's a lot of people who are not, who are just really are very self-conscious about their voices. What's your suggestion? How do you get people comfortable? How do you get them to acquaint themselves with singing, not just for a crowd, but in celebration with that crowd? Because I just heard something talk. Did you hear did something too. talk? I did. I thought that was on your end. <laughs> I was like, what is that? I think I totally think it was on my end. And I'm like, what the heck was that? It wasn't in my headphones. No. Nope. Something just talked. Some female automated voice. Do you have Siri? Do you have Apple? No, I have Bixby. Oh, that might be it. It might Bixby have been. Bixby picks up stuff. I swear to you. I Sometimes I'm not even talking and it will pick up. It'll say something on the screen on the TV. And I'm like, I'm not even talking to you. I'm like, it's frightening (laughs) do you know what's crazy ziggy is going off right now that's i have alexa ziggy stop (laughs) sometimes it hears words like when i say seriously a lot of time my phone thinks i'm saying siri Mm -hmm. yeah that's what it is and you know it's so funny because sophie's bestie her name is alexa and so she said you can't name her Alexa. You got to give her a different name. So I wanted to call her Helvetica uh, so I could, you know, we could sound super, super snooty about it. And we didn't have a choice. It was like, here's the other three names that you could call Alexa. So that's why her name is what I just said. I don't want to say it because she'll start, she'll, she'll pick up on it again, but we had to change her name. That's hilarious. Yeah. She was playing some rap. I wonder what she was playing. Maybe it was the band you were trying to think of. Because it is AI. Maybe she read your mind. (laughs) It is. Oh, my God. Is that hilarious? Well, the band I was trying to think of is Cypress Hill. Oh, love Cypress Hill. (laughs) I know. Right? Right? Cypress Hill, Limp Bizkit, BC Boys, all of those rap bands. Those are the rap bands that I like. I'm not like a hardcore. New York, baby. (laughs) Oh, right? No sleep till Brooklyn. Oh, totally. (laughs) Love that song. (laughs) But yeah, Cypress Hill, they've got two rappers and one of them I can totally rap along with and it, I'm all good. And then the second one comes in and I'm like, oh, blah, blah, oh. okay, I'm just going to wait till he's, he's done. crazy. Exactly. He's crazy. That's why <laughs> he goes off. That's and that's the thing. And well, I mean, and I, you know, what's funny too, is like 
a lot of times too, when they're using certain words that we don't use ourselves, yeah, that's always hard for me too. Cause people want me sometimes to sing certain songs. And I'm like, it says this word a lot and I'm not even willing to say it for a song. You know I'm like? It's just not, I can't say it, you know? Right. And, um, so I have to think on my feet about, you know, what to change it to so that it'll stay. It'll have its cadence. It'll have its pentameter to still fit, but you, you can't say that word. And I'm just like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, like a lot of Tupac songs. Oh, yeah. We had this conversation since Sophie's like, you can't sing those lyrics. Exactly. And yeah, some songs just are not as accessible to everybody as others exactly. are. Well, the word player usually will work. So that's what I usually throw in there instead. Oh, yes. Yep. So I, I use that one a lot because I, I can't stand that word. <laughs> No, it's definitely not one that I want in my vocabulary ever. That's one thing that is difficult with some of karaoke because I'm not in like a child's area. I'm in a bar most of the time that's full of people that have no problem throwing certain things out there. And I'm just like, you know, you can't police them and stop them from saying it. So when they pick some of the songs, I'm like, oh, no, (laughs) I want to find the clean version. They're like, no, I'm like, oh, no. Yeah, well, and then you put the clean version on and they're like, you messed me up because I know (laughs) the explicit version, you know, that's what I'm used to singing. Yeah, they're like, this isn't right. (laughs) Yep. Oh, it's so funny. That's funny. Everybody's different. So I really try to read a person as much as possible, but that is difficult. But there's a few different approaches. One of them is like Nike. It's like, just do it. It's fun. You want to be up here, get out of your head. You you hear everybody else get up here and they don't sound that great. Just do it. You know, right. it's not about that. And then there's still people that even with that speech, they're like, I don't want to, I know, I don't want to come up. I don't want to get embarrassed. I don't want to. And I just remind them like, being nervous and being excited are the same chemical reaction in your body. You put the value on whatever's happening. So if you, you know, some people like me, I love scary movies. They make me laugh. I don't really get that scared. Other people do. They freak out. Oh my gosh, did you see that part? And I'm like, yep. And I'm like, (laughs) I giggle and I think it's funny. And I like to scare other people because I know they're going to get scared. So for me, you know, haunted house and a scary movie and all that stuff, it doesn't feel the same way to me because I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to watch Michael Myers come out and get killed again and kill a bunch of people. And I'm like, ah, you know, it's fun. And I love, and I love when something does jump out and scare me, I'm like, whoa, good. God got me. Started my heart back up, you know. <laughs> Other people, no, they're panicked. They're, they're crying. They don't want to go. They don't want to see it. They close their eyes, you know, whatever. It's all the value you place on something. Mm-hmm. So if you really want to get up and sing and you're scared, all you got to do is tell yourself, I'm excited and start giving yourself that self-talk. No, I'm excited. I can't wait for my turn. I'm so excited to get up there. And even if I suck, it's going to be so much fun, you know? Right, right. And and it's and it's not that important. I also tell them that too. I'm like, it's karaoke at a bar. I'm like, you are not standing up on stage at the Hollywood Bowl trying to sing for every person that's important in your life. This is karaoke. It's meant for you to just <laughs> shake the day off. Have a good time. Sing your favorite song, you know, sing that song about the guy that cheated on you. Or sing your happy song, you know, some song about sunshine and the daylight, you know, and this night you're like, cool, you know, or some goofy song or some dirty song or whatever it is that you like, right. you know, and that's how I usually wrote most people in. <laughs> is, is there a 
particular vibe like some karaoke places because so many bars do have karaoke and some of them it's just kind of like locals only and on Wednesdays we only sing country you know type of thing like it's like the mean girls club but it's the mean karaoke club it's very polarizing isn't that I've, I've never liked that vibe yeah, like again, you know, like I noticed that the karaoke's there and I know that people are singing it and I'm not going up there to sing it <laughs> 99% of the time. I bet you'd come up at my show. Even even without knowing me personally, I, I bet you would come up at my show. I get most people to come up. I'm going to have to come to the next one that you do. You um, definitely head out there and go up there. But is there a vibe that you get with the crowds? Like do certain crowds really just tend to only sing certain songs or are you kind of like all over the place where you know you got somebody coming up and say Barry Manilow and the next person comes up and does Lincoln Park and then somebody else comes up and does Mariah Carey oh yeah with me it's a smorgasbord I let people do whatever they want I tell them that too because they're like there's some people who are very serious about karaoke and again no judgment from me I'm not serious about it myself personally but I want them to enjoy themselves and if that means they come in with a list of songs they want to do and you know they got to do something this way or that and I'm like cool no problem no problem I want you to have a good time but I always let people know they'll be like what's the vibe tonight what should I do should I do country should I do rock should I do this song and that I'm like you should do whatever you want that is what karaoke is about it is what it was invented for and it shouldn't matter if everybody knows your song or is gonna sing along or whatever you should get up there and enjoy the heck out of it it should make you feel good and I find that a good 90% of the time that works even when people don't know your song or it's not quote unquote the vibe of the night you know everybody's kind of maybe doing slow country and you're like you know what I'm doing walking on sunshine because I love that song you know and you get up there and you do it and you go crazy do a little dance and have a little mm-hmm. fun and everybody gets into it with you and they're like yeah we like that girl you know cool. and that's that's the kind of vibe I bring to it because like I told you I started off doing karaoke I Obviously, I got into it after that first night. I almost died (laughs) against the wall. (laughs) (laughs) Terrifying. But um, the night of your nightmares that continues to haunt you. Oh, totally. (laughs) Seriously. I mean, even now, it's still when I remember that moment. It's like, oh Mm. my god, I can't believe how frightened I was. Like, I'm such a, I'm so totally different from back then. But I'm like, wow. Yeah. You know, I wanted to die in that moment. <laughs> I was just like, please. <laughs> but you needed to go through that, you oh. know, like you needed to have that experience. And it's kind of good that you remember how frightened you were and, and stressed and anxious and, and just fatalistic at that moment. Like, if I don't hit every note, I'm just gonna die. And it'll be exactly. a terrible, painful death. And it lets you connect with people now, right? That you know are feeling the same way when they get up on stage. Exactly. And I think that's what kind of sets me apart when I'm hosting karaoke. Because a lot of people, they know me from the band. They know me from my duo. So they kind of already know I'm a singer. And that used to be a bad thing. They're like, well, I don't want to sing in front of you. You're a good singer. You sing for real. And and I'm like, whoa, whoa. I'm like, not right here. I'm not right here. I'm your karaoke host. I'm just here to get your song on. If you need a little help and you get lost in the song, I'll come on softly on the mic. I'll help them get back on track. I want them to enjoy themselves. I'm like, this is your chance to be the star. This is where you shine. You know, and I found that that really 
has made a huge difference. The people that have come to see me, they're the ones who tell me, you make it actually fun for me. Like I didn't want to get up before. I didn't used to go and sing with my friends or whatever. So, I mean, that makes me happy to know that they're getting up there and just letting loose and just being themselves. Because, I mean, we all sing in the car. We all get up in the morning and have a song on when in the shower or whatever. And it shouldn't be any different when you're at the bar and they have karaoke. You should feel perfectly safe and normal getting up and singing a song. It's not about how good you are. It's about how much fun you have. That's awesome that that's the way that you run it. And are you at the same bar every time or are you at different places? I'm at the same places every week, but there are a few different bars that I do it at. I do it at Goodies in San Clemente. And I also do it in Brea at McAllen's. So like the first three nights of the week, that's when I do my karaoke. I host Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. And do you have a website? Oh, yeah. It's sugarlipsentertainment.com. <laughs> Sugarlips. Yep. That way people can go on there and I'll put it in the show notes as well and just take a look at what your schedule is and come and join yeah. me for that. Do you have a lot of regulars then? Oh, yeah. Especially, I mean, because you get your group of people that come all the time. Like whenever, even when you start a new place, you get people in that area that love to come out and sing. And uh, I've got a lot of great people that come out. I'm very blessed because like I said, I mean, I used to play at Goodies pre-pandemic at least once a month. And we had a huge following there. We were like rock stars at that bar. It was crazy. We loved playing there. And I really hope that they reconsider and start bringing back live bands. Because like a lot of places, they now only have DJs on the weekend, you know, because it makes more monetary sense. Because you still get a good crowd that comes in and dances and drinks and all that stuff. But you're paying a lot less money because <laughs> right. you don't have a full band to play. But I know that that area in particular is really into live music. And I know that they would be doing really well for themselves if they maybe did half and half. You know, like have a DJ Friday night, band Saturday night, or if they at least had a band a couple of times a month, but you can't change what the businesses do. So I'm just grateful to still be there because I love goodies. I love the owner. I love all the people that work there. Like we've been playing down there forever. And so like, I know a lot of the people that all of the regulars that come in and it would just be weird to not be there anymore. <laughs> you know, it'd be like, you know, that'd be like not going home anymore. You're like, wait, what, what just happened? <laughs> right. Like, what's the craziest thing that's ever happened during a karaoke night? Oh, well, <laughs> how much longer did you want to record? No, I'm just kidding. Because <laughs> uh, there's a lot. No. <laughs> Do you want the clean ones or the dirty ones? <laughs> I know, right? I'll give you I'll give you a handful of, of some of the craziest things. Okay. So, one, that <laughs> I had this patron come in and bring his significant other. And it was very clear that there was something different about her. Very beautiful, very nice. But we did not understand like kind of what was going on. And the bartender said that she was flipping her off. And I was like, what? I was like, what? She's flipping you off? She was, oh yeah, she's holding up her glass like she wants another drink and flipping me off because I didn't come over to her. And oh my like, God. What? And then she's going over to another patron and like giving her a kiss on the cheek. Going, come sit with me. Come sit here. You know, this and that. We're like, what's happening? She's dressed to the nines, by the way. A beautiful gown, like almost like a, well, short I guess a short dress, I guess not a gown, but she looked gorgeous. And uh, 
you know, she's, she just, everything about her was off. I just don't know, even know how to explain it. So next thing I know, the patron that she was kissing and saying, come and sit with not kissing. It was, and it was just a friendly kiss, not a sexual thing. She walked up to me and she was like, I, I don't know if she's okay. She's telling me she wants me to come sit with her. And she's like, I don't understand. Like she keeps trying to drag me over there. And I was like, I don't know. And you know, and we both kind of look over at her and she just, she seems like there's something wrong. So she goes and sits back down and this lady's husband gets back up and is singing. And that patron walks back up to me again. She goes, you need to get the bouncer. And I was like, what? And she goes, she's urinating all over the floor. I was like, what? Oh my God. No lie. Sat in her chair with the dress on and just let loose all over the floor. And we were just like, we were stunned. And I felt so bad for her husband. I mean, I know that he was embarrassed and shocked and whatnot. And then they were trying to get her to leave and she didn't want to leave. She was, she was arguing and she's like, I will not. And she was just like, I am not leaving here. We're not going. We're not. And we were just like, what is going on over here? So we have no idea, no idea what happened. So that was one crazy thing <laughs> that I was just like, I've never seen that in my entire life. Right. Oh my God. Um, another one, one that is quite angering, if you will, or enraging, whatever the word would actually be. We had this party coming in on a wedding bus, like these people that were coming from a reception that all wanted to come to the bar. It was about 50 to 70 people, something like that. So they come in and of course the bar is like, please, you know, whatever they want. If they want you to DJ, stop doing karaoke, start DJing, you know, this, that. I'm like, sure, no problem. You know, whatever you need. So they come in and they want to do karaoke. So everybody who's there already doing karaoke is glad that we're going to continue karaoke. And these people are like, yeah, yeah, we want to do karaoke. So of course, some guy throws 50 bucks in my jar and he goes, I want to be able to come up whenever I want. So here, and I'm like, well, that's not quite how I do it. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I like to be fair and bring people up. I go, but I will get you up and, you know, get all your friends in here. And he's like, okay, we'll bring these people up right now because they're some member of the wedding party. I'm like, okay. So they get up, they sing a song. They're kind of loud. They're kind of obnoxious, but all in all, they're fine. The next couple that gets up to sing is singing their song, doing a little dance, showing off to the crowd, you know, things like that. And one of their friends is dancing off stage and singing along with them. And the girl hands her the mic. And so she starts singing the rest of the song with the other guy up there. They're dancing around, singing this and that. I'm like, that's fine, right? No problem. But then when she gets done with the song, she lifts her hand straight up in the air and slams my microphone down into the floor. <gasps> no. Yeah. I was like, we're done. <laughs> I hit stop on the music. I was like, we're done. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that's when it, Were they all drunk? Oh, yeah. I mean, they were completely faded. You, you could tell that they had been drinking all day and had zero regard for anyone around them or anybody's property. And I just, I said right into the microphone, I go, we're done. I go, you guys can do whatever you want and have drinks, whatever. And I go, but we're done here. I was like, no more karaoke. And one of the guys that was still on the stage started cussing at me and he was like, what are you talking about? Just play the song. And when I go, excuse me, I go, that's my equipment that she just threw into the ground and broke. We're not doing this anymore. The bar does not pay me for this equipment. I said, that's mine. And now I have to replace that microphone. Goodbye. And I just, <laughs> just stopped what I was doing. <laughs> I was like, I was so angry. And then of course, being the empathetic person I am, I can't see people get upset without feeling bad. 
And here comes the girl crying. I'm sorry. I was just having fun. I didn't really mean to do it. I'm like, yeah, you did mean to throw it on the ground. She goes, no, but I mean, I didn't mean to break it. I'm like, what did you think was going to happen? If we threw a microphone full speed onto the ground, you know? And she's like, please, I'm sorry. Please start karaoke. And I was like, no, I go, we're done. We're done. I go, you guys are not going to come up here anymore. I was like, that's oh, it. I, I was livid. So I sat there and started DJing for them. They all left. They had been at the bar for all of 30 minutes. They didn't even purchase any drinks, anything. So they weren't even patronizing the bar like they said they were going to. So I was like, I'm glad I got rid of them that quick. <laughs> so That's just done. crazy. 30 minutes and a broken mic. Exactly. <laughs> wow. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. You should have seen it. It's, it's surrounded by like a steel cage. You know how microphones are. One of right. those metal cages around it. It looks like Gumby now. It's flat on one side. I still have it. You still have it? I still have it. I was like, I'm not going to ever forget this moment. <laughs> I'm looking at my mic right now. I love my mic. I've got a Blue Yeti and oh, yeah. it's just such a cool mic. And if I ever drop it and that happens, I will cry. Oh, absolutely. Have you ever had somebody come up who is clearly such an outrageously amazing professional singer that they just like oh yeah blew everybody away yeah actually just last week <laughs> last week um he goes by i think preacher but he also that his real name is jp edwards and it was funny his friends looked like they were like joking and going oh he's gonna sing he's gonna sing you know like they were trying to push him into it and he got up and he's like okay you know i'll sing this song <laughs> He opened his mouth and I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I was like, this guy. And what happens to the rest of the crowd after something like that? I mean, like, are the people a little more shy to get on stage when somebody so spectacular gets up there and blows everybody's eardrums away? Or does it just continue? Like, like, okay, that was really damn awesome, but I'm going to come up here and hurt your ears anyway. <laughs> Sometimes, I mean, it depends. Some people definitely back off and they're like, oh, I don't want to sing anymore. You know, things like that. Um, other people are just like, all right, I'm going to get up again. And some people will joke about it and go, great, now I got to follow this guy, you know. <laughs> um, but mostly because, I mean, like I said, I try to cultivate a very inclusive atmosphere at my shows. Like I try to make sure everybody's clapping and having a good time. I try to get everybody up and um, I always let people know it's non-judgmental so that they know they can get up and just have a good time and not worry about it. A lot of times that's exactly what they do. They just, they're like, Hey man, sing another one. Hey, can you sing this song? And they rally around that person and enjoy what they're doing, you know, and still come up and sing. But I mean, there's still, you know, a few people, who have that insecurity that are just like, oh, I'm not, I'm not going to sing anymore. And that, and that always makes me very sad. I, that used to upset me at karaoke when that's all that I was doing, when I didn't have a band or anything like that. And I'd get up to sing and all of a sudden somebody would be like, oh, well, I'm not going to sing again after her, you know, this and that. And I'm like, wait, no, you know, I'd be like, don't say that. And they're like, no, I, you're too good. And I'm like, first of all, I'm not that good. You know, I'm like, there's millions of people that are better at singing than me. 
you know, and then second of all, you only get good by getting up here and singing more. I can screw up a song like anybody else. I can hit all the wrong notes. You know, like I remember telling a girl that one time because she actually kind of was upset. She really wanted to come up and sing. And then she was embarrassed too after me. And I was like, please don't do that. I was like, please don't deprive yourself of getting up there. I'm like, that. that's not why I got up there to sing. You know, I'm like, I don't want to make you feel bad. And she's like, oh, I just, I can't, I don't want to. I'm not as good as you and this and that. And I was like, girl, let me tell you, I got up there multiple times to try to learn at last by Etta James, who had a perfect voice, who never hit a bad note in her life. I sang that song horribly so many times just to try to get it right. You just weren't here for them. If you'd heard me sing them before, you wouldn't have any problem following me. <laughs> and so I just kind of like turned it around for her. We all can mess up. We can all sound horrible. It doesn't matter who you are. You can sound like crap, but you can, most people can also sound great. I know there are some people who are technically tone deaf. They can never really hear the notes where they're supposed to be. But even those people, I feel with certain, like with a lot of special kind of practice, they probably also can make themselves sound great. I knew a girl when I went to acting school, she was deaf. She had like hearing aids in both ears and could kind of like make out sounds with them on. And you wouldn't even be able to tell when she was acting that she couldn't hear because she worked so much on speaking because they don't hear themselves the same way we do. So when they try to form words, they're not full because they don't hear everything. And so this girl, I honestly don't even know what all she did because she was already like a third year student by the time I came there. But you would never know. She sounded just like us talking. And it was awesome. I was just like, what a what an accomplishment. You know, what an amazing thing for you to have done. You know, and it's inspiring. It's that practice. When you started seeing karaoke, you had never sang before. Right. How did you develop your voice? You know, I was just doing a lot. I mean, I had technically sung before. I took chorus in high school and middle school. Wasn't great at it. I did it like, you know, a couple of times. And then I was in some of the musicals, but I was like a background singer. I was never a lead because I wasn't good, <laughs> you know, just to be honest. <laughs> um, so I kind of had that. And then, of course, I had my mom, even though when by the time you met my mom, she couldn't sing to save her life. When she was growing up, she was actually a pretty good singer. And um, she even sang with like Sonny Bono one time at the, the Teenage Fair or something. And, you know, she sang with her friends bands and stuff like that. So that was really cool. So she had a lot to teach me when I'd come to her and ask her for it. And then a lot of it was just doing, you know, you'd hear a song and you would just start singing along and you'd hear it. You'd get yourself on the right notes. A lot of people will try to sound like the person, you know, like to emulate whoever's voice it is, because that helps you kind of hear it a little bit better and get the notes right. But it's just, it's all a lot of practice. And then after I did start actually trying to sing professionally, I went and saw a couple of different voice coaches. I did a lot of songs when I first started that were real belty and like sometimes had some screams in them. And I would find that I would lose my voice. So I saw a specialty teacher for that. I had one lesson with Seth Riggs, who was Whitney Houston's voice coach. Oh, <laughs> and that wow. Was, that was pretty crazy. Yeah, my teacher at the American Academy of Dramatic Arts, he turned me on to him to have him teach me certain vocal techniques that you know, Whitney used for all the like high belting songs and stuff like that. Because you really have to train, it's muscle training to be able to do all this stuff. I mean, there's there's some natural ability and there's also the stuff that you can learn. It's like, it's like any sport, 
even though it's not the same kind of physicality as, you know, football. You might be a fast runner and be able to like dodge in and out and not get tackled by somebody. But you go over to the gym all the time and you work out and you make your muscles stronger. You know, remember when they always show football players taking like ballet? Right. And people are like, what? Football player at ballet? But yeah, because it helped them learn how to be lighter on their feet and to have better balance and things like that for when they were doing these evasive moves to get around these guys that are coming at them, ready to just knock them down. It's like, how can I spin my way out of this? You know? So right. You know, all these disciplines can be used similarly. Everything can teach you something is how I look at it, even if it's not the main focus but that's what you do for singing too is just it's practice 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 and you never stop learning I still learn to this day things about singing and and about my own voice sometimes I'll do something I'm like how did I just do that you know something will come out and I'm like well hey I've never heard my voice do that before and I'm like what did I do you know and then I play around and I try to figure out how I made it happen and then I make it stronger to where I have some kind of control do you have particular favorite artists Not real. I mean, I guess it's so hard for me because my life is music and it always has been. Even even before I was singing, I loved music so much and it was always like a soundtrack to my life. You know, I can listen to songs and I can tell you what was going on in my life. I was like, oh, I was 10 years old and we had just moved, you know, and I was in my room and I was having to clean it and I was in trouble. And this song came on and I started dancing to it and it made me clean up my room faster, you know, whatever, like... I'm one of those people that it's just like every song has some kind of meaning to me, you know? Yeah. But I mean, Janis Joplin is a huge influence in my life. Etta James, always. Uh, Beth Hart, she's still here with us and performing all the time. And she's incredible. And her story is great. I mean, everything about her, I admire. You know, I just, I love singers that, I mean, I don't, I don't even care if they're super talented in one aspect or another, because like there's some people like Bob Dylan, his writing is exquisite. He doesn't have the best voice, but I'll still listen to his songs because right. I love what they say. And then there's other people who have beautiful voices that I have no idea whether they've written a song or not. Like Celine Dion, I don't know if she's written any of those songs, but man, her voice is like gold. You know, you just hear it and you're like, wow. It can take you to a different level in your mind. But I just, I, I love so many different styles of music. I'm not stuck in one genre. For me, I can't because it's like I hear country songs and I love them and I sing them and I feel good. And then I hear a rock song. I sing it and I feel good. <laughs> you know, then I hear a folk song from, you know, the 60s. I'm like, oh, I love it. John Denver, you know, I, I love being <laughs> able to just go from one end of the spectrum to the other. And it's fun, too, because people seem to really appreciate that. They like versatility and they like how it's different. Like even I'll meet people that are like, oh, I want this country song or this, that. And I'll do a couple of country songs. And I'm like, OK, well, I don't know that next one. Let me do this next song and I'll sing whatever that song is. And I'm like, oh, I forgot about that. That's that rock song from the you know, 70s, wherever I'm like, yeah. And they're like, oh, I love that song. And you're like, see, you don't just love country. You know, <laughs> like you love a lot of music and it's fun to be able to do that. That's really super cool. Sophie and I are super excited. We're going to go see an opera singer. Oh, yeah. I was trying to find who it is. Um, He's from Brazil. From Brazil. Drum roll, please, because (laughs) I I guess I'm going to have to open up the ticket. It's (laughs) soft. Oh, yeah. Is it Bruno Nunez or something? 
That sounds right. Or Bruno, Bruno Dessau. But yeah, we love listening to people that we've never heard before because you're going to hear something really different every time. The Wiltern Theater had these packages. It was a really cool thing that they were doing. You could purchase, it was four tickets to any concert that they had, as long as the tickets were available. And they had like a Japanese band that just sang in Japanese. They had this other band from another country and they had somebody we'd never heard of who sang in English and we were like this is really cool because it's like you're exposing yourself like the more sounds that you listen to that are outside of the norm that you're familiar with the more you're able to expand your repertoire of things and your enjoyment you know so I yeah I really love doing that. Me too. I love discovering new artists. That's one thing I love about like satellite radio. You'll find channels that have covers of famous songs by people you've never heard of or Mm -hmm. Canadian music, you know, or this or that. And same thing with like movie soundtracks. I remember just a few years ago, I saw a movie. There was a part in it where they were in this bar and this girl goes and puts on a song and I guess it's in like German. And I absolutely love the song. I have it on my playlist now. I listen to some of their music. I have no idea what a lot of their music is saying, but I'm just like, I love how it makes me feel. I don't even (laughs) care. (laughs) It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of good stuff out there. We have your website. Is that the best way for people to get a hold of you? I would say, yeah, my website definitely has every way to get a hold of me. Uh, sugarlipsentertainment.com. And then also I'm on Instagram a lot. That's just Gianna Sugarlips, G-I-A-N-N-A-S-U-G-A-R-L-I-P-S. <laughs> awesome. And I know that the dogs end up on there a lot too, so people can meet them that way. Absolutely. They're usually my posters. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's why, that's why I make all my posters is the dogs. <laughs> They're so cute. So I will put links to everything that we talked about. And then my last question is, if you had one thing to share with the world, what would it be? In what respect? Any, whatever you choose. Like an anecdote or like... (laughs) Usually people are like, just always be kind and be happy. And I'm like, that's cool. I like that. Yeah. But it could be anything that that you want to say. You like that too. I know. I do. Well, no, I do. I'm like, I do. That's one of my... (laughs) Because I, I love the Impractical Jokers. I don't know if you've ever gotten to see them. Uh, but m- one of the main guys that, that actually has left now, Joe, one of his big mottos is be kind. And I love that because I love that he's spreading that to a generation that's growing up in an unkind world. <laughs> I know. Um, I mean, if, if it's something like that, like what I would say as my message, <laughs> like if if anybody cares what I have to say about something, I would just say, enjoy your life. And be good to others and be good to yourself because yeah, as far as we know, this is what we get. There's no guarantee of reincarnation or heaven. We don't necessarily know. We hope for all of these things. And so far, we haven't been able to prove anything that happens after. So we just have to have faith that there's great things after this too. But man, if this is it, I want to make this my heaven. Mm-hmm. I want to have this be my beautiful space where I'm happy and I'm good to other people and that I can make other people happy in some way and make them feel good about themselves. I absolutely love that. And I think that you are doing exactly that. I think that you've been doing it for 
a really long time. You make people happy. You make them feel good. You spread joy. You are a joyful person. I'm sure that your eight dogs think the world of you. (laughs) I freaking love that girl. And I hope that you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. The love of music runs deep across the globe, right? And it is so fascinating to hear a musician and music file describe its intricacies across all aspects of the art. I hope that this episode encourages you to get up and give karaoke a try, as well as listen to a greater repertoire of music. There's so much to explore and sing about. Check the show notes for links, and please also take a moment to rate this episode. Your rating really does move this podcast closer to the top of searches so that my friends and I can reach more people. I am looking forward to sharing more upcoming In the Company of Friends talks with you. So be sure to follow me on the socials and the dot com, all at The Queen Trail Podcast. That's T-H-E-Q-U-A-I-N-T-R-E-L-L-E Podcast. I am Syl Annan, The Queen Trail. And until next time, I wish you passion, grace, music, elegance, and beauty.